0: Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today I want to talk about something that I embedded in another podcast, but I wanted to pull it out just to talk about ways that um, we can help connect with audiences, um, and it's with the names. So, this is weird because this happens this week three times already, so I'm like, okay, maybe I need to talk about this a little bit more. Um You know, oftentimes people say, well, where did you get the names for your characters? Like, well, Victoria, that is a name that is in my family tree. Um, It was like a great, great, great grandmother. Um, But I never, of course, met the Victoria. Um, I've never met a Victoria in my life, I don't think, except uh, my mom's soap opera. Um, But, you know, other names in the book, they do have relevance to me. So, I'm specifically talking about the Hartwell Chronicles, like Betty Lou and Dorothy Lamar. Those are my, that's my mom and my aunt's name, and they are the psychic sisters. And Solomon St. Pierre, you guys know who that is. Solomon is my son. And Samuel, the one that all the technology is named after, Sam, that's my baby. So, he's my, well, he's my baby. He's 12. He's my baby. So, I'm telling you guys, names get in my books. I can't help it. With Sweet Potato, it's hilarious because Eli is the father in there. And I wrote that before I even married my husband. So, I'm telling you guys, that was a long, long time ago when Eli was the dad. But I've always, you know, loved the name Joe. And so, a character in my book usually ends up being a Joe in the short story that I'm going to have published tomorrow that I get to share with everybody. Once it gets on the online journal, it's actually got a Joe in it. (laughs) And I mentored a student last year. His name was Joe. (laughs) So I'm going to send it to him and we're like, look, Joe, here's a name that you might recognize. So, you know, how do we come up with our names and are there ways that we can help promote, you know, by showcasing other people's names? Maybe so. So yesterday, I was asked by a colleague, "When is my name going to be in your book? I would love it if uh, you would use my whole name." And she gave me her name. She said, "Can you please put my name in a book?" And I'm like, well, I'm writing a book right now. Your name just might end up in the hallmark type book. Um, I call it a Hallmark-y type book because my chances of being picked up by Hallmark are the same pretty much chances of me being picked up by a UFO. And I understand that. But I understand that what I'm writing could be you know, this type of book. So um, I frame it in that way, so that way people will know like what I'm writing. Oh, no, we're going to get an accident. Praise God. People are swerving. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Okay. People swerved. People swerved. They're on the side of the road. What is happening? Oh, no. And I can't get over I'm so sorry, guys. Y'all, this traffic, it's worse and worse. And I'm telling y'all, I'm from this little town where there is a stoplight. I don't, my heart about can't take this kind of stuff. And this is how I start off my morning. Lord, I miss my small town so much. I miss it. But there's no way we can move back right now. I don't even know, if, honestly. This is just crazy. I'm really needing to get over Okay, maybe there's a break here. Let me over, people. Please let me over. Okay, this car is getting out. Lord help. Okay. Woo! <sighs> Welcome to the drive at 6 a.m. in Raleigh. All right, so she asked me, can I use her full name? <laughs> it was hilarious. I was like, we well, us see. You just might end up being in my notebook." book. So, I'm in Chapter 8 of my new book, going a lot slower than I would have ever imagined because I've been editing and doing a lot of work in my other collections. So, I'm telling you, it's going to get there sometime, some way. I'm going to finish this book. It's just not at the same speed as if I would have finished a book over the summer, which would have been like four and a half days. Um, And now that my weekends are completely booked... um, those two-day chunks are even gone. So, so then she asked me about the name yesterday. I was talking to you guys about how I got an email from an author, and the way that this author is setting his stuff up. And he did this last year, and I actually did it. I because I was gonna read the pre-order. I was gonna get the book anyway. So it was you know fill out the form, put down your you know the name. And so i did it for um i asked solomon and samuel who wanted their name in a book and of course it was samuel he was the one he did solomon did not care so that let me know okay well in, at least in my family this might be for the middle school grade level um, more than anything um, and i'm just basing that on a research um, experiment of one time so <laughs> don't quote me on that because there might be a lot of high school students that might want their names in a book but it was a pre-order gimmick to raise their pre-order sales, and it was if you um, fill this out, show me the receipt that you have purchased the book, then you can be entered into you know, a, this random name drawing for your kid's name to be placed in a book, and then they released it and they told the kid's first name and what school they went to. Um, to celebrate this with the school. That's how it was last year. Well this year the email went out again and it went out to the connection of teachers that this um, author has built. Well then yesterday I was um, speaking with um, my math tutor that I have set up for my class. So I have a unique class. If you guys um, Know about what I teach. I teach one class a day, and so I try to provide my students with the most support possible. And math is always a very difficult subject for ninth graders um, at my school, especially my groups that I teach. So I have been blessed to have a volunteer to come in for doctor. His name's Doctor Math, and he comes in once a week. And he tutors my students. And last year, I had a 100% pass rate in math, which is the first time that's ever happened in my groups, and I know what it's from. I, I attribute it to Dr. Math coming and giving them that extra bit that they needed. And then I would buy them Subway, um, and I think the food helped that encouragement for them to attend. So they got a reward, and you want to reward a high school student with something, you give them food. I'm telling you, it works. Um, and Subway works really well because I could accommodate my Muslim students. Because we have a high population of Muslim students. So I could get the chicken or I, um, it was just easy to Subway. Now this year I'm getting pizza, which I can still hit the cheese pizza. I've already got orders in. So we're, so we started Dr. Math yesterday and he was talking, one of the kids came by and said how's your book coming I saw your books online this summer I'm so excited I can't wait and I'm like and he was like books and I'm like yeah because I guys that's one thing when I'm in the workplace I don't talk about my books um, it's it, it's something that I know I need to get over but that's just not something I'm in my professional setting we're talking about math and tutoring I'm, I don't go around going oh I'm an author and these are my books and so it was just fate that this child happened to walk by and say well how are they doing how are the rankings going and she literally asked me that specific question and I was able to say you know well I hit a couple of bestseller lists this summer on Amazon and I was really excited about that. Great way for me to start off, you know, the author career. And so he goes, okay, we've got to talk. He said, my wife is an, a librarian. <laughs> and he told me where she worked. And she's got all these years of experience. And she soaks up middle grade. I'm like, middle grades? Really? Middle grades is my place. And so here we go talking about middle grades again and then that got me thinking about middle grades competitions because he asked me he point blank said well is these are these series books and i'm like well they're going to be i'm like i've i have one going for each one um i've got to get the momentum for these one these these and then next year will be the release of the next ones because i've already talked through that with my son my um advisor samuel um And so he was like well how many schools know about these did did you contact middle schools and i'm thinking you know what that that's just right on time lord because you must be planting some kind of seed in me because this is too close for comfort (laughs) because this week i received the email about reaching out to schools he's asking me about why haven't you reached out to schools um you know you've got to talk with my wife And here I am, like, thinking to myself, what am I missing out on? And he was like, he was like, are they for schools? Did you write them for schools? And I'm like, well, I wrote them for readers. And the rapture revolution is perfect for schools. Lyric Harper is perfect for schools. I would say 100% yes. And the teenage exorcist. If people like horror and they know that they're an exorcist, Um, You've got to have a religious component in an exorcism book. Um, If if you've ever watched an exorcist movie without a priest or some type of religious practice involved, um, email me. Even with the Jewish rabbi, one of my favorite exorcist movies of all time, The Possession, it was the rabbis. So if you've watched an exorcist movie without having a religious component, (laughs) I'm not like doing anything obscure here has got to be a part of the storyline so I don't feel like I'm you know trying to influence my Christian faith even in the book and so that's you know I guess that's where that question was raised maybe they just knew I was a Christian and were wondering if my books were um, I guess like how the teacher told me the other day I was sermonizing Um, I don't know we'll see Um, Which I love that word, by the way. I'm going to use that probably for the rest of my life. Um, He heard me motivating my students um, to try to help uh, combat their negative self-talk about themselves. And he was like, sermonize it. you to rock. (laughs) Um, So, anyway, going back to um, everything that was happening this week about the names. I started thinking about, okay, I've got a second books coming out of this series work well maybe i could do some type of pitch like that but i'm more of um, art or video you know like pick characters and and work that and then you know the winner could have a name not just for a pre-order because yes i want pre-orders yes i want sales I agree with that I understand the tactic behind that there's a strategy that's a marketing strategy behind that but I would like engagement with my books and so ultimately it's when people read my books I want them to fall in love with my book with my characters with the storyline I want them to have a champion and if there's a particular champion in that book that maybe You know, a student could relate to that champion in some way and then provide me some kind of product that could represent or symbolize that champion. And that is something that I would value more than a receipt for the next book. And again, as a reward, their name could be in the next book, of course which ultimately would lead to what? Probably book promotion and, and somebody wanting to buy the next book anyway. Here's what I think about series works, and I noticed this with the Hartwell Chronicles. So, nobody has the Hartwell Chronicles out yet. So, my aunt read it, my husband read it, my beta readers read it. I had um, some horror fans read it, And that was last summer so it went through beta cycles last summer but i did make some changes from last summer to this summer based on feedback based on just rewrites and and working through but there were no significant plot changes but i did make some little nuanced changes in there with dialogue and things like that um but when i went for my first book signing the books that i sold then okay those books are out there I do have some pre sale orders out for the Heartwell Chronicles. However, I have a friend who asked me, I've had one person who messaged me and said, Okay, when can I get a hold of your book? Well, she got it and I haven't heard anything back, so I don't think she read it. And I um, addressed it to a family member. Well, then. I had another person reach out to me, one other colleague. This was a colleague, and they were like, okay, can I get a copy before? Well, I don't think she realized that she was getting, well, she didn't ask for a copy before. She just said, "Can when can I get a copy of your book? We got paid. <laughs> Everybody's wait till we get paid. Y'all, teachers were struggling. Uh, trust me, I had a lot of conversations about that in my coaching. Um, so... She asked for the book. So, I I did it. We took a picture. It was fun. I never posted a picture, though, because um, I just, I, I don't know. It was just weird. I just didn't do it. Anyway, so she got the book, and then I get these positive emails back, you know, you know what she's comparing it to, which was Twilight. She's talking about, oh, my gosh, this character this, this character that. Then, we went to Tina's housewarming, and she was there. And she was telling me all about it. And it made my heart just so glad to hear it. And she was like, I would tell you the truth. I'll be the first one to tell you, Jennifer. No, that's just, you need to not sell this book. And she was like, oh my God, he's painting me right now. Because I can't wait for the second one. And that's the thing. That's what you do. You will hook them in to where it doesn't mean that their name is in the next book. It means that you, you got them to just love Victoria or Tyler or... Maybe they loved one of the elder paranormal team. Maybe they just want to see what happens next on their journey. That's what hooks readers in when you have series books. It's just letting them fall in love with your book. So how can you craft your world in that way? And I say just do it through prayer. You know you're not following some specific formula and I know that there are formulas out there there's beats there's the save the cat beats and there's there's all this you know how to start into the story and, and how to get all the subplots working together and you can get so many writing books and study that that's great look at what you know formulas they have out there. See what some things are that you can adapt. See what you can do for your work to always improve your craft. I'm not saying not to do those things. And I'm not saying not to say, hey, pre-order my book and you can be in the next book. That's a great strategy. There are authors that are doing it. I'm proof of that because I got the email. But there are also ways that you can authentically build inside for your reader to hook in and maybe get some greater engagement in new ways with projects. But we've got to get ourselves with our target audience. And that's something that I have failed to do so far. I, I'm beta reading my teacher's guide and what I wanted in my mind to do. Here's what I wanted. I built a teacher's guide for the Rapture Revolution. And it's a free guide on my website. I wanted to tag that along with, with my middle grades book. Then I wanted to pitch it to schools. Then I was going to do lyrics, teacher's guide, and do a teacher's guide for her, and then say, okay, I've got these two middle grade books. If you have students in SSR that have like fantasy, if you're reading the American Revolution and you would like a whole group read, or a small group literature circle read, this, this is the book for you. So they're both like, I couldn't see a teacher reading you know, fantasy out loud, you know, in the classes with lyric. However, I changed my mind with that yesterday because another middle grades conversation happened. So everything's happening around my middle grades talks this week. And I'm going to tell you another teacher talked with me about what's happening at a middle school and it's in her daughter's class. And she was like, okay, I want you to, you know, listen to this story because you're going to love this. So they read Percy Jackson as a whole group. And I'm thinking, okay, there's Greek gods in there. I can understand Percy Jackson. It's amazing. If you've never read Percy Jackson and Lightning Thief or the Sea Monsters, those are the two that I read. So I can vouch for those. I read the first two in that series. Absolutely. Hands loved Percy Jackson. Loved it so much. My son, Samuel, when we read it, I think, don't get me to lie, it wasn't last year. I think it was fifth grade. It was either fourth or fifth grade when we read Percy Jackson. Well, there is a sixth grade public school that just read Percy Jackson as a whole group. And when the student finished the book, they were begging their mom on a Monday night, to go to the store, to get a sea a monsters, to get book two, and the teacher was like, no, we can't, you've got other homework, you know, they were like, you got to make 150 cards, I was like, what, can we make 150 vocabulary cards, what, what, I don't, I uh, I know what research says about vocabulary, it's not 150 vocabulary cards, but I didn't go there, um, she also knows research for vocabulary, so I wasn't gonna, like, throw that, that little teacher under the bus or anything, but that was ridiculous, but she was like, we can't start book two right now, when you've got this, we've got too much on your list to do tonight, so she was like, once we get a free day, now my child is getting Percy Jackson's Sea of Monsters, and I'm like, it's amazing, I love that book too, and so that's what it is, it's about getting students engaged, and Rick Reardon didn't do anything other than write his book well. And so that's what my son told me one day when he was like, Mama, think about the popularity of Stephen King and when he started, and there was no social media. He was like, you're worrying over Twitter, and you're worrying over Instagram and all of these things. He said, write the book. You know, write it, write a good book. And I'm like, yes, son, I'm praying I am. Like, Don't we all wish that our books were good? And my husband has told me this too. Books spread by word of mouth. You know, we can get pretty pictures done of our books. And we can have professional photographers showcase our books. Or we could be on a blog. That's word of mouth. But a genuine word of mouth of, oh, have you read this yet? You know, I'm hearing these conversations in the hallways between teachers all the time. And I just pray that one day... Someone will pick up my book, and they'll love it to the point where it becomes in their conversation. It becomes a part of their natural dialogue, and they'll say, gosh, guys, you know, if you're looking for a great middle grades read, The Rapture Revolution is the one, or Lyric Harper. I just love that little book. It was just, it was a feel-good book. You need to read that book. There's a lot of theme in that book. There's a lot of ways you could, you know, discuss with that book. There's ties with history in that book, and you know that's the beauty, you know, of writing a good book. And I just pray that I've done that. At the end of the day, I can stand behind my books, no matter if you read it and you miss a period or a comma or, you know, whatever. I can stand behind my books because I know that I wrote those books under the influence of the Holy Spirit guiding me with that story, helping me shape those characters because there is no way that Jennifer Lowry could have done any of that work on her own. I know that. I'm just not that smart and I'm not that fast and I'm not that efficient, (laughs) I'm not. But the Holy Spirit is, so I'm very thankful for the stories that were crafted this summer and so now that they're sitting there on the digital shelves I've got to do more and I know that And this week it was almost like in my face middle grades middle grades middle grades which is hilarious because my YA Teenage Exorcist is coming out on Friday so I'm like okay I got this YA coming out I gotta I gotta figure out pretty much how I can you know get the hype going for it, and still haven't done any kind of promotion work for, oh, pre-order, get your copy. It's coming out Friday. i got to do it really fast. Um, I just don't know when I'm going to be able to do such a thing. So, with meetings again today, meetings again tomorrow, church meeting, a church meeting I'm going to have on Friday, and the book comes out on Friday, I'm going to have to find some time. I don't know. So just pray for me again for that balance. Pray for me that I'm going to be able to um, get the work done that, you know, is before me. I have, and also work on my middle grades because something keeps talking to me this week. I'm, I'm hearing it left and right. So, um, so it's the challenge, guys, every day is to do something new. Do something to expand your work Do something to explore this author community, this author craft. And by you doing that, you're going to grow in one way or the other. Professionally, um, you're going to get new tools. You're going to get new strategies. You're going to learn from other authors. You're going to watch what they do. So, yeah, we need to start the countdown together. So, it's Tuesday, or is it Wednesday? Guys, it's Wednesday. We have two more days, and the Heart Chronicles is coming out. Lord, I failed. My promotional calendar. I was going to do this whole countdown. Oh, my gosh. And I got to get my newsletter out. So, that's what I'm going to be working on as soon as I get home from work today. So, that's on my calendar. My calendar was to do my monthly newsletter. So, it is going out today to all of my newsletter subscribers so i guess i need to do a quick burst of a newsletter and it focused on the Hartwell chronicles that's what i'm going to do and then on one of the pages i'm just going to put um my other books and how they can find those links but i'm really going to focus in on um the Hartwell chronicles for the september i'm going to do the newsletter is going to focus on the releases so, um, I've I've already t- talked with another person about that. They're like, don't go all over the place with your newsletter. Stay focused. Then have a page just with all of your things. So, that is exactly what I'm going to do. So, um, guys, hopefully, if you have not subscribed to my newsletter yet. You will definitely um, email me today, writes at gmail.com, put newsletter in the subject line, and that gives me the understanding, you don't even have to put anything in the, in the body of the text, that you're giving me permission to use that email address to send you the newsletter. Um, and, or, you can just, if you're not pressed for time, write me a letter. You guys know I love to hear from you. And it really helps. Encourage me. Build me up. Send me a Bible verse. Send me something that can help encourage me today in the midst of all of this busy. Um, Literacy was a wonderful day. Uh, We celebrated yesterday with my mentoring program. It was absolutely amazing. I cannot tell you how amazing. I mean, tears. We cried. We were crying at work yesterday. So some really wonderful, sweet things are happening in my life professionally. Um, And so it's still good, though, to uh, praise God through it all and still, you know, feed on the Word. So I would love a good Bible verse for today. Um, And I hope that you guys have a blessed one. And it's time for me to get to work. Um, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.